Thinking of buying or building your first home, moving house or improving your current home? At Ulster Bank, we understand that choosing the right mortgage is a big decision. That's why we're offering a range of 3, 5 and 7 year fixed rate mortgages and the same rates to new and existing customers. So why not come along to the Ulster Bank Mortgage Information Evening in the Hotel Kilmore Cavan, Thursday, October the 22nd from 6.30pm. Talk to our mortgage specialists, speakers and trade experts on the night about the best option for you. Admission is free. Ulster Bank. Help for what matters. Terms and conditions apply. Over 18s. Republic of Ireland residents and properties only. Security and insurance required. Fees may apply. Early repayment charges apply during fixed period. Maximum loan to value is 90%. Varies by buyer type. Find out more at ulsterbank.ie. Information correct as of September 24, 2015. Ulster Bank Ireland is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value podcast on wearecavan.com. I'm Damien Donoghue and I'm joined in studio by the sports editor of the Anglo-Celt, Paul Fitzpatrick, the main man, the muscle mo, <laughs> and Michael Hannan of course. Um, what, what, what way do we describe you? I suppose... Mr. Muscle. Pundit <laughs> extraordinaire. Um, you've, got, you've got national broadcasters or national websites actually admiring your punditry lately. So it's good to have that, Michael. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, so... We're <laughs> going to be... Tinder.com, is it? We're going to be looking back on the Hotel Kilmore Senior Championship final, which took place at the weekend gone by um, on Sunday afternoon. Kings Court, of course, lifting the Oliver Plunkett Cup. Um, we'll probably try and break it down, maybe into sections if we can at all. But um, overall, Paul, we'll maybe start with you. Were you were you impressed with the game tactically? Was it what you thought it would turn out to be? Yeah, it was. It was. We talked about it last week. How there was a danger that that the first twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, might be as dull as dishwater, and it probably did play out like that. It was very low score and. There were a couple of chances in it. Castoran had a great goal chance early on, and they'll definitely rue that one. It was a poor mistake by Paul Smith, who he he overhit his hand pass, and like he, the goal chances are so hard to come by in those games. It was a, it was a it was a sloppy mistake, and he, I'm sure he'd be disappointed when he looks back at it because if he had to give their simple hand pass to Shin O'Connell, he would have stuck it in the net. But um, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was very dull. Never really caught light. Uh, Castoran defended well and they forced Kingsquart to shoot from from tough positions and they kicked a lot of wides. They weren't, they weren't the ball wasn't sticking inside and I suppose the absence of Joe Dillon was felt and that's why they threw Philly Smith into it. But I had to say I backed Castoran. I fancied Castoran to win it and as the game grew closer, I had a feeling that they might even win it by three or four points. And I thought at seven four with eighteen minutes to go that, that my money was safe. But uh, in fairness, in fairness to to uh, Kingsquart, they got stuck in and. I suppose, Mickey, you'll be, you'll be the man to tell us exactly what changed, but I thought Philip Smith coming in was the big change. Yeah, 
I just point out you you back Catherine by a point, and I thought Kingsford would win it by a point. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it'd be a draw. If you did notice in Celtic last week, I also predicted a draw in the minor match. Okay, well, <laughs> we so, weren't talking so about the minor match, Paul. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> well done. I know, but like you know. Uh, Damien thought it would be a draw. I thought Cast- Kingsford by a point. You thought Castro by a point. Like, the game could have gone any either way. But I thought, on the whole, Kingsford were the better team. They just couldn't show it on the scoreboard until they kind of got going in the second half. Was it that they got going, or was it that Castle defence sort of well, fell apart? One thing or the other. Either, the King- either Kingsford maintained their their level and Castle Rahan dropped, or Kingsford upped their level. So... I'd be maybe with Paul on the fact that when Philip Smith came in, it, something changed. Fundamentally, it changed. The ball inside was sticking. Because up to that point, yeah. if you watched the way Kingscourt played, they ended up usually only having one man inside when they went to attack. Now, I don't know if that was intentionally or it's just the way they, they moved, but they ended up having a lot of people flooding between the 21-yard and the 45-yard lines, 21-45 metre lines. And that meant that Kasserahan's mass defence was compacted between those two lines and when Kingscourt tried to run the ball, they couldn't run it. They tried to kick it. They only had one guy inside. They were trying to kick it, you know, up and over and down very quickly into a man. It, it, it was near impossible. When Philip Smith went in, his movement was just, I don't know, it was just the way he was moving. He was moving differently. He was moving forward and spinning around and backwards. And suddenly the option of kicking the ball high into him if they wanted it, which came for the goal. Maybe he pushed the guy. Maybe he didn't. Something happened with Gas Ryan player on the pitch. But even before that, uh, even after that, Philip Tinley sent a high ball into him that looked like something might might come off it. A few low balls were popped in front of him as well. What he won, that he won. So he's winning the winning the ball, you know, every each and every way. But I thought McCardle's introduction as well was pretty pretty uh, instrumental. instrumental. In, yeah. he, he brought a different dynamic because the ball was sticking to him, but as, and that was the first thing. Second thing was, when he won it, he was going direct. He was torn mm. and going straight at goal. It, it, it meant Kingscourt could get the ball from back to front much quicker than they had before that. So they were able to, like he was able to win the ball out in front because he had the speed on it, the guy he was marking. So that meant that they could kick the ball a little bit quicker and they'd done it once or twice. I mean, we're only talking, there was a, there was really a 10 minute period where Kingscourt scored 1-4 to Casarahan's one point. Imagine your wedding day with unparalleled service, commanding views and mature grounds on one of Ireland's most beautiful family-run countryside estates. Located on our private shores of Loch Sheelan, Crover House Hotel in Cavan offers a personal service to each couple. A limited number of 2016 wedding packages are still available. Call 049 8540 today. Our unique location for your unique occasion. Crover House Hotel. Mm-hmm. The, margin, the margins, though, make you were so tight. If you look back on the on some of the key incidents, Key McCardle hit the upright. His came slightly off the inside of the upright. Fell to Philip Smith. He fell out. They got a point. Mm-hmm. Paul Smith at the end. He's a couple of inches wide, and he hits the upright and goes wide. There was another ball where where uh, Lee kicked it out. Um, Kieran Gorman got the tip of his finger to it and broke it down. And from that, they got a forty-five. Barry Riley took the forty-five. A Castlerahan man got the tip of his finger to it, but it still went, went over. over. It literally right. was inches. Yeah. and that and was that was Paul, all it was between. And then Paul Smith's at the end that hit an inch one side of the centre of the post to go out. I know that was actually a, that was actually a goal chance again, Smith. Like I'm a big fan of his. I think he's a, he's a great footballer, but he he'd be disappointed. Like you'd imagine if O'Connell or Mackey if they were playing well had to go down to that ball. Did it, did it race through? Like I thought that was a, that for an instant it looked like a goal chance, and he sort of spilled it, and then he went on and he he took his his kick. But 
I think I thought for a second I thought he's going to race through and bury this. I know there were only there were only a point down, but it looked to me for a second like it was opening up when he got the ball at the end. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. He, remember he kind of spilled. Yeah, it. yeah. He turned. He, he should when he first got it. He should have turned and put over the bar. But he tried to advance forward with it, and he got closed down pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but in fairness to him, I I have to say I I I fall on the side that I'd rather be Paul Smith taking that opportunity and trying it than one of the number of players who kept passing the buck not looking to take on that shot because you were never going to you were never going to score an equalising point in the dying minute of a championship final that was going to be a top over it was going to be an easy one it had to be difficult it had to be under pressure and every one of them every one of the Castlebaran players for me including some big names were passing the buck I, I don't agree with that Damien I, I think that it wasn't like anyone had a, had a clear chance to shoot and, and laid it off. Kingscore had them well closed down and they were just looking to tease it out. I thought the best chance they got was the one that they took and that was the one that went wide. I thought they had a better chance. Like They must have hand passed the ball maybe 20, 25, yeah. 30 times. Yeah. I thought they had, in the middle of that move, they had a, had an opportunity. I think it was Paul Smith as well got the ball. I thought that's what you were on about a second ago, where he got the ball and he turned... Onto his left foot. Well, he he turned, um, so he was back to goals and he he turned left... So he nearly had to turn left and then go onto his left foot. Well, if he had it just turned right, he would have been on his left foot straight away. Mm-hmm. And he got closed down quickly, if you can, if, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. And then he recycled the ball and it kept back, it went round the pitch, and then it came back to him again. Yeah, I just but uh, like just to come back to the original point, like we were talking about fine margins. I think that w- if when you look at the clear cut chances, yeah, there were fine fine margins between them. But when you add in the you know, the not-so-clear-cut chances. Kingscourt had far more of those as well. Yeah, absolutely. So when, when you take into those two considerations, and Kingscourt were the better team, they just couldn't create enough clear-cut chances that to show it on the, on the scoreboard. Like, they had far more, you know, let's call them unclear-cut chances, if you want to. Well, it was amazing when, when I read your piece um, that you filed for the Celt, Mickey, and you talked about the, they were shooting from low, low percentage shots and you probably hadn't heard or you wouldn't have heard what Niall Lynch said after to me and that's exactly what he said. I asked him, what message, message did you give your fellas in the dressing room at halftime? He said they were very happy with their defence and there was nobody doing anything wrong but they were taking low percentage shots and they told him to be more patient and take the right shot which is exactly what you pinpointed but you know, talk about low percentage shots. Remember Christy McGowan's point? When you think when you think back on it, it was absolutely phenomenal. It was just one moment in in the uh, in the game, but it, I haven't heard anyone mention it since. But it was one hell of a strike. He was twenty yards out on the right sideline. Dif- difficult outside of the right boot, like yeah. And that was a that was a brilliant, really probably a hit and hope as well. Like they could have been further down because they really were struggling for scores. Yeah, but but like you know, if they take enough low percentage shots, stats stats will tell us that at least one of them is going to go over. Yeah, so, right. But sure, Cormac Daly hit a low percentage shot, and it was an unbelievable strike as well from fifty meters outside. Yeah, you know, okay, it was a probably easier angle, but he was still the distance on it was phenomenal. They had to had to get like yeah. So um, Casarahan's attack wasn't really to me wasn't functioning that well in the first half either. They might have been three points up, but you know some of their scores were. They had that free that got brought forward twenty meters. Mm. You know, f- went from a low percentage strike to a, to a t- thirty-five meter tap over, and then they had that long distance free as well from from a long distance strike from uh, Daly. Daly. So I mean, you know, th- you know, we're talking about fine margins. These things kind of balanced out over the over the course of the game. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead, and the surrounding counties. For over 50 years, a family-owned and family-run business, 
Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Yeah, look, absolutely. Look, looking back over, again, maybe analysing the managers a wee bit, talk about the matchups. Did Did both managers get the matchups right? The key matchups, I suppose, where yeah. everybody was looking. We said it last week on the podcast. Yeah. The key players were going to be Barry Riley, Key, and Mackey. They weren't that influential from open play. No. Well, uh, look, Niall Lynch got his matchups in defence absolutely bang on. Like, Noel McIntyre had done an unbelievable job on, on Key and Mackey in the first half in particular. And anyone I've spoke to, and I've said that to everyone, says, oh, yeah, but he had, you know, he had other men around and helping him. Yeah, he had, but. They didn't actually have to do that much in the first half. Like there was usually a player whenever Mackey got on the ball or the ball was being sent to Mackey, there was someone maybe behind Noel to, to cover in case Mackey took him on and beat him. But that didn't actually happen in the first half because Noel won those initial battles. He, he won the ball ahead of Mackey. He, he won the ball through Mackey. Like you know, he went through yeah. Mackey a couple of times to get hand the ball. And you know, Mackey was, you know, he 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 just wasn't at the pace of the game in the first half. Now he done better in the second half. But in the first half, he, he wasn't really what we would have thought he might have been. Someone told me afterwards that he hadn't trained in a couple of weeks because he had picked up a knock. I don't know if that's right or not. Would make probably would make sense. He definitely didn't look to be himself. No. I watched him at one stage, um, and he didn't move from the same spot for about three minutes on the forty-five in front of the stand. Mm, well, no. that's it. Maybe that brings <laughs> us back to a, to a long running debate mm. we have here. There is that. I, I, that's this one of the reasons why I wouldn't uh, play him as corner forward because I just don't think his movement's good enough. I, th- I think, he, um, like, he needs to have superb fitness levels and then play him as a wing forward, and no one can touch him. But if if that's not if that's not happening for him, you know, I, playing him inside, I just think his level gradually just decreases as the season goes on. What? <coughs> just looking at the report, um, Kevin Carney wrote the the actual match report for the, for the Celtic, which will be in tomorrow's paper, and. He made an interesting point here. He said, while Tinley got man, the man of the match award and Peter Corrigan enhanced his reputation with three points from play, seldom before has victory in a cabin senior final been more about the collective than the individual. Indeed, while Endo O'Connell did a brilliant job on Darragh Gunn, Paul Smith should be, should be remembered for both his marshalling of, marshalling of Keith McCabe and his inspirational second half point. Cormac Daly was the best with the boys in the middle and then the Flanagan's tireless battle with Park Faulkner's worth of admission alone. The sum of Castle Rahan's parts just didn't match up to King's Court's. That's an absolutely brilliant, brilliant yeah. summation of it. I have to yeah, say, just yeah. when we're talking about matchups, I think yeah. I think he's he's right in what he said there. Yeah, yeah. like uh, Alan Cusick was sent out to do a marking job on on Barry Riley, and for me, he was he was really good too. Yeah, like it was noticeable that any time the ball went ahead, like up the pitch ahead of Barry Riley, Cusick didn't follow the play. Didn't follow he exactly, just, which was uncharacteristic for Castle Rahan players. Yeah, yeah, but we were wondering, like they, like we spoke before about Castle Rahan. Uh, their defence kind of slipped up you know in the second half against Kilachandra like playing a mass defence to concede in seven points they conceded 1-7 against Kingscourt in the second half mm. like it's p- possible that there comes a time where maybe Cusick should have dropped off in the second half maybe I, or maybe he did or like I would, I'd like to see the game again to see what happened but you know in, in my reading of the second half um was Philip Smith cha- changed the game but may- maybe that could have been a, a case around that time where C- Castle Ryan might have 
you know, change their defensive setup, or maybe they did change it and they shouldn't have changed it. <laughs> yeah. there, there's something not adding up about Castellan because statistically, teams that play defensively concede more in the first half than they do in the second half, and that's because teams go out and they just rely on speed, pace, and power to break through lines, create overlaps. And as the game goes on, everybody you know gets tired, their legs are full of lactic, and those line breaks don't happen as much. And you know, you watch any intercounty team playing mass defence, you'll find that the second half, you know. The, the number of scores they concede are um, smaller than the number of scores in the first Is half. the alternative to that then that you may have a team that goes out and plays with their mass defence but in the second half they become tired and aren't able to operate or execute yeah. the defensive system and therefore more gaps appear? But but it should be easier to defend in numbers than it is to... In small act, areas. Yeah, like the whole point is that it hides the, it hides the collective weakness, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it hides the individual weakness by by, by the collective. Yeah, by the collective. So it, it's the same same with let's say I'll reference basketball because I played it. Playing man to man defense is hell of a lot more tiring than playing a zonal defense. And that when a zonal defense, everybody is collectively shifting left and right and moving together. But a man to man, you know, you are sprinting all the time to cover your man. Mm, and yeah. you know, as the game wears on. It, you should have seen that in the second half they should have been conceding, you know. Less. Less. But, but it the, hasn't the been trend the trend. It'd be very interesting to watch the video of it again. It definitely would. And, and maybe record. Especially if you, if you couldn't <laughs> sleep when you watched the first half. <laughs> Club V is Cavan's best over 21s entertainment venue. With state of the art lighting and sound system, VIP room with bar as well as a cocktail bar, outdoor heated and fully seated smoking area so you can sit, relax and take time to catch up with friends. Club V opens every Saturday night and holiday Sunday at 11pm. To find out more about Club V and our upcoming events, follow us on Twitter or become a fan on Facebook. Club V Virginia at the Riverfront Hotel. Well, that brings us on to the, to the next point. I was gonna, I was gonna try and bring up was the, uh, the game as a spectacle, as a game overall. Did you find it entertaining? Did you, did you think it was, you know, not just most people will look at it and say low score, and that's you know that's enough in itself. Was it littered with mistakes, or was it that it was maybe more tactical than county finals have been in a while? Or? Look, the second half was very entertaining. Yeah, one seven to. Six points was the second half score. Like, yeah, you know, I I thought it was very entertaining. Some of the scores were were, were well worked. You know, we lots of interesting duels on the pitch. Um, you know, F- Philip Tinley done well, but at the same time, he done some bad things as well. Like, so he, he was blowing hot and cold. Um, so all these things were kind of interesting. You know, like I I found them interesting. I wouldn't say, you know, if I'd known if I'd known what I was going to be watching in the first half. You'd have come in at halftime. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, if I if I got the like as Paul was saying, if I got the video and I had to watch it, and I'd probably just watch the second half a second time. You know, I don't know if I'd force myself to watch the first half again. Well, that that answers your question there. <laughs> yeah, those. Do, it, I'm glad I saw the first half because it was tactical. But once things had settled down and you saw the way it was going after ten minutes, you more or less knew. Okay, you can bring me to halftime now. You know. Yeah, yeah. And for you, Paul. Same thing. Did what, what Mickey said. I, I thought it was yeah. The second half w- was good, but it didn't make up for for um, a very poor first half overall. You'd have to say it was an average county final. Um, like yeah, second half was probably above average, but the first half was was well below average. 
in, in terms of excitement and in terms of a spectacle that's what you asked I thought you'd have to say it was disappointing yeah looking just very briefly on the uh, the attendance um, 5,284 how does that compare that's that's pretty good um, looking back a couple of years ago when the Gales were at their at their pump attendances were, were at their lowest um, there was years that it was under 4,000 just under 4,000 so that's pretty good I spoke to Jerry Brady this morning and he was very happy with the attendance um, that's pretty good. Now you did have that th- is the just paying fund. customers, isn't it? That doesn't include. No, I'd say it does. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say it includes every every time the turnstile clicks. That's where they get that. I don't know. I don't know. To me, it looks a lot more than that. Then, no. Again, I. It did look 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 to me, but I you know I can't. Oh, let me see what what game was it? Mullerhorn and King scored um, two years ago. I looked at the match board recently and. I think the, I think I said it was a bumper crowd and it was it was just over six thousand. Now, so that would look that look that would, if if Mullerhorn and Kingscourt are attracting six thousand with the big support that Mullerhorn has and Kingscourt have a big support too, you'd imagine that was probably about right. Like, I, that's that's mm. almost a dream final in terms of an attendance, wouldn't it be Mullerhorn and Kingscourt? Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, that's two biggest yeah. population wise or supporters base anyway. Yeah. The Gales would never really have a big crowd like that. No. No, I, they wouldn't bring many neutrals either. In fairness to them, but um, but but like it's because it's also like when Mullerhorn played Kingsford, nobody could really call that one either. Yeah, nobody was really too sure of calling Sunday's final what way it was going to go. No, when no. Get, the girls were playing, it was and we were pretty sure they were going to win, so that dimmed you know the interest a little bit. On top of that, then you had the minor final on top to throw in two well supported clubs. There, two well supported clubs, big like Virginia or Ram or being in Virginia, probably the big population there, but conditions were perfect there was no rain it was a lovely day you know that that would help it too but I just I'd love to find out now is that attendance paid customers yeah, or I, I always thought it, it was the way to get the attendance is the clicks on the turnstile um, so yeah but I'm not sure I'm not sure Looking for somewhere for a post-match point to catch up on the crack and discuss the game why not call into Michael Mooney at the Sleeve Rossa Bar College Street in Cavan Town the Sleeve Ross is famed for its warm, friendly atmosphere and great points. So drop into Michael and staff today. You won't be disappointed. Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local.